1: two uh, shitty teams i'm excited <laughs> two shitty teams the best kind of hockey welcome to checking out the competition los angeles kings for the first time in a long time and we are joined by robin pennington of jewels from the crown robin how are you doing i am good i am doing absolutely nothing so i'm good how are you kelly also doing absolutely nothing so it's fantastic. This is, like, low-key. I always take this week off um, from work, so it's, like, low-key the best week of the year because it's in between the two holidays, and then coupled with not having to go to work, it's just, like, the most lazy one could be, (laughs) which is, in my opinion, a good state to be in. Um, But, yeah, let's talk about these two not-good hockey teams and see what kind of information we can get for people. I guess since it's been so long since we've played the Kings, um, what with that whole weird COVID situation that we had, have been going through for what seems like our entire lives. Um, it's been a long time since we've seen the West Western Conference teams and the Kings specifically. So I guess kind of high level, are there any moves that have been made or players added or subtracted that you think is notable that we should know about? Um. Well,
0: let's start with bitey McBiteface, Brendan Lemieux He, uh, believe it or not, before the, the biting incident And, of course, before COVID decided to destroy the entire NHL season He was actually looking useful and, like, playing pretty well I think he'd scored in, like, three consecutive games I was like Who is this guy, and why is he actually useful now? Um, But since then, he has gone back to being the Brendan Lemieux that everybody who's ever watched the Rangers all knows and loathes.
1: He is a very easy player to hate. He makes it really, really easy. (laughs) I guess kind of just, um, you know, looking over kind of the box stats, like not the super interesting stuff it seems like kind of the big story just at least looking on paper is that jonathan quick appears to be back to doing kind of classic jonathan quick things namely being a very good goaltender um how has he been overall for the season
0: Surprisingly, he looks like he has discovered the fountain of youth. And, um, you know, we were 10 games into the season and everyone was clamoring about Jonathan Quick. And I'm like, slow your roll. But, you know, I think he's played almost 20 games or something this season. I can't remember. Um, But he kind of wrestled away that starter spot from Cal Peterson, which was surprising.
1: So I did notice that the last couple of games that Quick has played, I know that last night, we were recording this on Thursday, um, last night the Kings lost 6-3 to the Golden Knights and Quick was pulled. And I think he gave up five to the Hurricanes um, right before Christmas. Is there any concern that the workload is catching up to him or do you think these are just fluky games?
0: Um I think he goes as the team goes. So the team, as I'm sure you, a Flyers fan, can understand, has zero defense. (laughs) Uh, The defense is either paper thin or very young. And so the, the kids who earned their spots last year are kind of struggling this year and then you know it's drew Doughty and alex edler before edler got hurt and so it's basically you have these two not that Doughty's old but he you know he's 32 now so you have these two kind of like older guys and then you have these two young and then you have the rest young kids who are all really inconsistent and then ahl or christian will and so um in, in terms of quick like his he gets no help and he should be used to that but Gumby can only do so much on his own.
1: So one guy um, that I totally forgot that you guys added but learned today, um, <laughs> Philippe Deneau. You guys grabbed him, I guess, when he was a free agent. Is that what mm-hmm. happened? Um, how has he looked for the team so far? Um, he had kind of a rough
0: start, but he has been pretty good for the Kings. Um in the neutral zone, he's a little bit of a wild card because you don't know exactly what he's going to do. In this in the sense that is he going to try and make that stretch pass or is he going to like try and do it all himself? Like, what are you gonna do, Philippe Deneau? Nobody quite knows, but defensively, which is what they signed him for, yeah, he's He's overall been really good um, in the offensive zone. You can always count on him to start a cycle and to to do whatever it is that he needs to do. It's just like I said, the neutral zone where he's a bit of a wild card and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Although he's um, I think he's on the covid list right now. Oh, OK. I.
1: Yeah. Who is on the covid list for you guys? Because I'm sure there there are players.
0: Um, According to Cap Friendly, Dustin Brown, Philip Deneau and. Olimata, and okay. it was Cal Peterson, but it doesn't look like he's on the list anymore. Honestly, it changes so frequently, I can't mm-hmm. keep up.
1: Importantly, is Philippe Deneau still eating pizza during post game interviews? <laughs> um, no, but he is oversharing
0: about his family life with the oh. rest of the world. Well, that was early
1: in the season, but. Less. Good for him. <laughs> Um, so, the Kings, like we kind of started off with, the Kings, like the Flyers are kind of bad. Not a great team this season. Um, 14, 12, and 5 in 31 games, sixth overall in the Pacific division. Um, what has been going well for the team? Mm,
0: goaltending. And, uh, well, Jonathan Quicks' <laughs> goaltending and Philip Deneau.
1: That's kind of it has he because i'm looking here at this kind of just like the overall stats it looks like the leading scorer on the team right now is still anji kopitar um who i guess has been the king's best player for a long time is it fair to say he's still the king's best player
0: um generally speaking yes um kopitar is very consistent he's just kind of looked off lately so i don't know if it's an injury i don't know if it's age i don't know if he's tired of trying to drag the team into competency um but he's just been kind of a little bit invisible he has these games where he looks really good and you're like yes anjay kopitar you're definitely like Hall of Fame material and whatnot and then there's games where he goes completely invisible
1: I love when they do that. (laughs) Um, So you did mention that the defense has kind of been the weakest point for the team. Um, Outside of kind of like blanket defensive issues, is there any one thing that seems like a glaring hole in the Kings game?
0: It's just, uh, this is my third or fourth year saying this, but overall team consistency. It's really frustrating because like, on paper, they have quite a bit of talent. They refuse to play their kids for some unknown reason, but... Okay, whatever. But they have decent enough players, at least on paper. And then for some reason, I, I tend to blame Todd McClellan. Everybody else tends to blame the talent, but... I just think that they have a lack of team consistency. And I'm like, well, you know why they have a lack of team consistency? Look at the coach. Like, they have upgraded severely, uh, seriously, in a couple of different places. And they still
1: look like dog crap, most of all, as a team. I'm glad you brought him up, because I did want to talk about um, Todd McClellan. He has been, he's been the coach for a little while for the Kings, right? Mm, I believe this is his third season
0: as the head coach.
1: Okay, so do you think? Because, because the reason that I wanted to ask about him is because it does kind of seem like an Elaine Vigneault situation where um, you have this guy coaching, and he doesn't seem to be getting anything out of his team. Like, of of course, if a team is just a bad hockey team, like composed of bad hockey players, they're going to be a bad hockey team, sure. But like you said, there's some talent on this team, and then you have you know young kids like Byfield, who you would assume could help the team if they were given playing time. Um, Do you think that Todd McClellan is kind of a a problem for this team? And do you think that he's going to be given much more rope if the team continues to be this bad?
0: Well, uh, at the outset, Rob Blake signed him to five years. So I think that he's definitely going to get the full five years of rope. Um, But the thing is with Todd McClellan, he kind of has this issue where he doesn't really do a good job of adjusting and he doesn't do a really good job particularly of adjusting to his opponent which is one of the reasons why in 2014 you saw the kings come back and beat the sharks in seven games even though they were down three to nothing the series was not quite what it looked like at the outset because i think the kings lost like um well they lost a the third game in overtime off like kind of a an unfortunate Turnover not turnover but like it was kind of a lucky shot like it ricocheted off somebody's stick and then went in and like the most impossible way could not recreate that if possible but then and as far as like Todd McClellan goes I just I maybe it's a system thing like I hate to armchair coach but I just feel like he his teams are they play it too safe in my opinion there's, there's not a lot of adjustment, but there's also not a lot of willingness to take a risk. And then when you play teams like Vegas, even though basically they were playing the Henderson uh, Silver Knights the other day, um, it just feels like everything is play it safe, play defense, don't let the other team score. And then if you can't do that, then you're in trouble. It's not like the... Um, I was going to say A.V. It's not Elaine Vigneault. It's Todd McClellan. It's not like Todd McClellan teams try to go out and score. I just feel like they play 2012 style hockey where it's we're not going to let you score. And if that doesn't work, then, well, you're hosed.
1: So I mentioned Byfield. Someone on my Twitter feed asked me to ask you about him. So um, I know he was on the a COVID protocol list, but if I'm reading the internet correctly, he's off of it now. Um he has not played any games this season, it looks like, for the Kings, but has been called up and down a couple of times, I'm assuming just as, you know, an insurance forward. He was kind of a a really highly touted draft pick. Do you think that he should be playing in the NHL at 19, or do you think that he needs more cooking in the minors?
0: Um, it's, it's hard to say because he, um, at the beginning, so in pre, in preseason, he actually got hurt. And then when he was finally, um, injured, like he had like a really bad crash into the boards, uh, which was unfortunate because he looked pretty poised to join the team out of camp. Um, and then he, he got injured and had some kind of like ankle injury. So he finally healed from that and then wound up on the COVID protocol list. Um, he's off of that now. And as far as whether or not he should join the Kings, I think he should uh, at least kind of test out in the minors a little bit more. He mm. was in the minors last year um, because of the weird COVID rules and the OHL and everything he got kind of an exemption and he was allowed to go play in Ontario. He actually did really well in Ontario. So I'd like to see him not rushed into the NHL at this moment, especially because the Kings suck and there's nothing really to be gained by rushing one of their top prospects into the NHL.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I guess if he's not really like the thing that's going to push them into being a good hockey team, like what's the point? of having a kid play for a bad hockey team.
0: Oops, I dropped my mic. <laughs> oh, no worries. It, it, I'm not going to lie. Like, it would be fun to see some of the Ontario kids called up, field, um, play with, um, you know, Kaliev. All of these kids played in the AHL last year. So it'd be nice to see them kind of be able to, run with the opportunity if they get presented with it in the NHL. It's hard to say. Everything is so nuanced, so it's hard to say if they would be able to run with it, but I'd like to see them at least get more chances than, I don't know, like Brendan Lemieux.
1: Yeah. He gets a lot of chances, doesn't he?
0: (laughs) Well, he's a veteran, Kelly.
1: It's so wild that he bit a dude. (laughs) That's like, Every now and again, hockey just, like, blows my mind, and that was definitely one of those times. Um, are there any kind of exciting young players that are playing right now for the Kings that we should keep an eye on?
0: I don't know if he'll be playing in the game against Philly, but Alex Turcotte, um Trevor Zegras best friend Um, they played in last year's I think it was last year maybe it was the year before Um, they played for Team USA in the 2021 World Junior Championship and they helped um, Team USA capture the gold in that uh, tournament so he's he's a really fun player to watch he's a little bit of a smaller dude he's 5'11 but he's kind of one of those wily sneaky players if he gets the chance yeah, so Takat um, Kaliev is another one. Those two are definitely a lot of fun to watch because um, Kaliev, I love watching. Kaliev has all the confidence in the world. You would not guess that he is twenty years old. By the way that he plays, he wants to be the next the next Rick Nash, and he always plays like he's going to be the next Rick
1: Nash. It's a good goal. <laughs> it's a good goal to have. Um, what would you say is the thing, like, if you had to identify the thing that makes you confident that the Kings were going to win this game against the Flyers, like, what is the thing that they have that wins them hockey games? The other team being bad? Mm, yes, I've found that, that works for the Flyers as well. Playing <laughs> is very helpful. <laughs>
0: um, okay, it... A a real honest answer would be when the whole team is playing with confidence and when they're clicking. So when you can see that they are, everyone, like I hate to use the Patriots like phrase, but do your job. If you Mm -hmm. know your job, everybody knows what they're supposed to do, then the team plays really well and you can see that they're clicking and then they're all getting along together. But, you know, if one person is off, then it's it's like a domino effect. And it's the wildest thing.
1: This is one of those times where um, I remember that all hockey teams are really exactly the same. And every single hockey fan is having the same experience. Because that is, <laughs> yes. that's a very, the Flyers are kind of like that too. Once, you know, one or two things kind of fall out of line, it becomes clear that like it's very precarious. House of Cards, the team is right now, and everything just kind of falls down. So, yeah, this might be um, this might be a, a you know a bad team that the Kings can beat. It's gonna be two not great hockey teams. I have a theory that sometimes two bad teams playing each other are the most fun hockey games because there's just like so many mistakes and so much chaos. That a lot of times you end up with, like, you know, 5-4 game or something ridiculous like that just because everyone sucks. Um, so that could be fun.
0: That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for one of those, like, chaotically bad games where both teams just play such terrible, like, team defense. And you're just like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. Travis, connect me. He kicks something into his own net. But then... Jonathan Quick has a butt goal or something. I don't know. All of that sounds
1: extremely possible to me. <laughs> it it really in. does for both of these teams. We could be in for one of those. If you had to guess the final score of this game, what would you, what would you say?
0: Oh, God. It's probably going to be like 2-1, very similar to the Kraken game, where the Kings try really hard in earnest and somehow cannot beat the Flyers, who are just like literally standing around and doing nothing.
1: Yeah, they do be standing around. That is, a, <laughs> that is like the one thing this season that they've been very consistent about, which is uh, standing perfectly still in all three zones for some Woo-hoo, reason. This is going to be fun, Kelly. It's going to be a real party. I um, am not going to stay awake for it. <laughs> Let's go strip. Hooray. Although it's a Saturday. Maybe I'll get weird and stay up late for I one. I say drink, but I think that might put you to sleep faster absolutely would 100 i really know how to party i'll have like two bevs and then i'll just be sleeping on the couch (laughs) and wake up at 7 am because i am (laughs) exciting party time with you and your cat kelly i'm nothing if not fun (laughs) if i had to guess i'm gonna make my guess is gonna be i'm gonna say three to one flyers because i'm going into the new year with positive flyers feelings
0: Positive flyers fan, I hope that works out for you. I mean, I hope the game i hope i have to, I have to root for my team, obviously, so
1: I hope my team wins. but you know, keep that positive feeling going, Kelly. yeah, being a positive flyers fan has been working really well for me, my <laughs> <end player life. laughs> it's gone incredibly well. <laughs> One day, perhaps I will learn that this team will never love me back and I can just let myself go. But for now. You're a hockey
0: fan—that's like not possible.
1: It we're, really is.
0: We're all slightly masochistic in our own ways, Kelly. Every single one of us is a sick,
1: sick person. We are. <laughs> 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 on that note, Robin, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Um, I am at Robin underscore JFTC on the Twitter. Um, that's usually where I hang out, and I do have a podcast that I have not recorded in like a month. Um, but it is crown conversations and you can find that, uh, on your favorite podcasting platform and make sure it is the SB nation one. Cause there's apparently like a Christian one. I'm not affiliated with them.
1: A, like a Jesus Jesusy jewels from the crown. Podcast? No, not Jews from the crown, Con- crown conversations. Cause crown you know, like conversations. right, right, right. Okay. That's weird. You should send them a cease and desist. <laughs> yes. Not yeah. even officially from a lawyer, just like draft one up and be like, stop this. Please
0: stop it. I am the ultimate crown conversations here.
1: Yeah. And everyone check out Jules from the crown. If you want to learn a little bit about the Los Angeles Kings ahead of this game, Robin, I hope that you enjoy it out there on the West coast with a normal start time. (laughs) Hopefully the flyers fans enjoy enjoy it as well. Hopefully both teams have fun out there. Go flyers. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com.